Morning, welcome to Ainsley News. It's Wednesday, 25th of November. Today, you can't have your cake and eat it. Nice read today, so if you can, grab a cup of tea or a cup of coffee and take a moment. Preferably away from all the noise. News headlines are heralding the all-new high reached in the Dow Jones Industrial Average last night, breaching 30,000. Vaccines and a seamless transition to Biden are grabbing the everything-is-awesome trade with gusto, with nary a word around that. Maybe 30,000 was reached on the back of unprecedented amounts of monetary stimulus. This next chart we're going to show you says it all. From the bottom of the March plunge, $14 trillion worth of liquidity via central banks and fiscal stimulus has flooded the market. Look closely and you might see a slight correlation with the Dow index. Hmm. It certainly isn't the fundamentals of earnings. You might remember earnings as a basis for valuing a company before stimulus field momentum took over. As a reminder, this is how forward earning consensus looks for the year ahead compared to the price. Hmm. Is that chart there? There are certain long-term realities around invest in, investing in equities. Fundamentally, you are investing in a company, its future earnings, and your confidence in its management to deliver. Topically, CNBC's Jeremy Grantham recently put it nicely. And this from him. The one reality that you can never change is that a higher-priced asset will produce a lower return than a lower-priced asset. You can't have your cake and eat it. You can enjoy it now, or you can enjoy it steadily into the distant future, but not both. And the price we pay for having this market go higher and higher is a lower 10-year return from the peak. John Hussman, in observing an interview conducted with Grantham, shared this insightful observation into the everything's awesome and this time it's different mentality recently. And this from him. One of the remarkable features of financial television is the single-minded focus of its talking heads on the latest move. Their full-fledged immersion in the now. In contrast, the thinking of a disciplined value investor is primarily on the long term and the complete cycle. Our measures of a market internals are certainly helpful in navigating shorter periods of speculation and risk aversion. Still, investors who abandon the iron law of valuation are inviting a world of pain. Take a set of future cash flows and the current price of these cash flows. The relationship between these two reflects the rate of return that investors can expect to attain over time. That's not a theory. It's just arithmetic. The CNBC interview with Jeremy Grantham offering or offered a striking example of the difference between long-term and short-term thinking. Even as Grantham reiterated the extreme valuation concerns he discussed a few months ago, the interviewer countered, Markets have risen since then. Why are you still convinced? Grantham responded, Actually, it works quite the other way around. The more spectacular the rise, the longer it goes, the more certainty you one can have that you're in a real McCoy bubble. And yes, whilst the vaccines will no doubt be a big boost, we remind you things were poor before the pandemic and a monumental amount of debt has been added since. The next half year will be very interesting to navigate. Bank of America just raised concerns around the so-called fiscal cliff facing the US at the end of the year, whilst amid the second wave and no man's land before Biden takes over. Here's some points there. Many pandemic aid programs in the CARES Act are set to expire at the end of the year without action from Congress. The expiration of the federal UI or unemployment insurance programs, PUA and PEUC, both different types of unemployment benefits, alone could 
be a drag of 1.5 pp in first quarter. Cutoff of other provisions will be additional headwinds. We expect Congress to pass another package of $500 billion to $1 trillion in early first quarter, which should offset the drag and support growth into the second quarter. At the um, end of this article, we'll also have a full explanation for those wanting more detail on those budget points there. By comparison, we have seen gold and silver come off substantially this week, with gold now hitting its 200 daily moving average, which hasn't been sustainably breached since May 2018. So we'll see if that's a great resistance point there. We think it is. But time will tell. Of course, by comparison, Bitcoin and Ethereum are still rocketing up. In the past, the old and new hard assets have shared a loose correlation, but the divergence this month has been pronounced. The aforementioned fundamentals would suggest that gold and silver are lagging and poised to follow with this dip being a buying opportunity. Only time will tell and a portfolio including both is one more balanced for what's ahead. Check out this graph here for Bitcoin and gold. The remainder of that Bank of America article, we'll read through that just now for you. On the cliff's edge, many provisions in the CARES Act are set to expire at the end of the year without action from Congress. Here we take a look at the upcoming fiscal cliff and its potential impact on the economy. We find the, the expiration of the Federal Unemployment Insurance, UI, programs could be a drag of up to 1.5 pp to growth in first quarter. The expiration of eviction moratorium, mortgage forbearance programs and suspension of student loan payments could all be headwinds early next year, creating further obstacles. Hard deadline for UI benefits. The CARES Act expanded unemployment insurance eligibility and duration during the pandemic. The Pandemic Unemployment Assistance, or PUA, a program gave unemployment benefits to workers who were normally eligible for regular state UI programs, such as contract and self-employed workers. The PUA gave these workers 39 weeks of unemployment benefits. Meanwhile, the Pandemic Emergency Unemployment Compensation, or PEUC, program provided 13 additional weeks of benefits to those that exhausted regular state UI benefits. These programs will expire on December the 26th, one day after Christmas. Currently, there are over 21 million unemployed workers receiving UI benefits, of which 13.6 million are enrolled in either PUA or PEUC. According to the analysts at the Century Foundation, roughly 12 million workers enrolled in PUA or PEUC will see their UI benefits cut off at year end. This would roughly translate to an income shortfall of $39 billion in first quarter if these workers are unable to find work or alternative income support. Based on our work on fiscal multipliers, income loss of $39 billion would translate into a 1.2 pp hit or percentage point hit to growth to an annualised basis in first quarter of 2021. But beyond the direct hit of those losing their benefits at year end, many are currently on regular state UI programs, will exhaust their eligibility and be left without a safety net. A back-of-the-envelope calculation suggests an additional 2.4 million workers who are currently on regular UI benefits will exhaust all available UI resources by first quarter of next year, which could amount to roughly an 8 billion income loss or a drag of 0.3 percentage points to growth. Admittedly, our estimates are likely to be upper bound, as it assumes all workers exhausting UI benefits will remain unemployed for the first quarter. Still, without any additional UI support, we estimate the income loss could drag up to 1.5 pp to growth in first quarter 2021. Moreover, there could be a second mini cliff in second quarter if there is no additional stimulus as workers on extended UI benefits in select states exhaust their aid. Talking bills come due here. The CARES Act also provides 
or provided some temporary payment relief. It prohibited landlords with federal guaranteed mortgages from evicting tenants until December the 31st, also just after Christmas. According to a survey run by the Urban Institute, one third of landlords reported not being paid rent in full in September. This implies, implies roughly 30 million renter households will be at risk of eviction once the moratorium expires. Homeowners with federally guaranteed mortgages could request loan forbearance up until December the 31st. Those who re requested and received forbearances prior to the deadline would be able to delay mortgage repayments up to a year. According to the Mortgage Bankers Association, loans in forbearance stood at 5.7% in the week ending November the 15th, which roughly translates to 2.7 million homeowners in some sort of forbearance plans. While it's difficult to quantify the growth impact from these provisions expiring, we expect it to have a meaningful impact if consumers are unable to keep current on their debt. According to a study done by Collision and Reed in 2018, the value of avoiding an eviction is approximately $8,000 per household. Meanwhile, studies on foreclosures showed that foreclosure-related sales had priced around 27% lower than comparable properties, and each foreclosure lowered the selling price of nearby non-foreclosed properties by 1%. Point four, there's non-trivial risk that many households will be unable to pay their debts. The latest household poll survey from the Census Bureau shows that close to 30% of renters and roughly 12% of homeowners with mortgages have slight to no confidence that they will be able to make next month's payment. Lastly, consumers with student debt will have to resume payments in January. According to a study done by the NY Fed, the payment freeze during the pandemic saved borrowers roughly $7. billion per month. All told, debt repayments coming due could be a major headwind for the economy at the start of next year. An economy without a safety net. The economy will be operating without a safety net in January. It is likely to be short-lived, however, as we expect Congress and the new Biden administration to strike a deal on a new stimulus package of $500 billion to $1 trillion after inauguration. Ultimately, the new package would be able to offset the drag and boost growth by 2.5 percentage points in 2021. However, time is of the essence. Any delay after inauguration will create a headwind. And here's those charts here showing unemployment insurance recipients by programs and also household pulse survey, the confidence and ability to pay mortgage or rent. Hmm. Well, thanks for listening through all the way to the end of the news today. If you've made it, congratulations. Some interesting stuff there to see where the US economy is going. Pretty much straight after Christmas, we should see some either fireworks or the opposite by the end of the year. Remember ainsleybullion.com.au for all things physical. Ainsley Wealth for crypto. Go and check out Bitcoin's latest gains. You can see pricing there and you've also got the ability to purchase. Right now you can purchase just by invoice. Lovely, quick, easy, simple, perfect for SMSF so that you've got a nice clear record for your accounting. Uh, and goldsilverstandard.com. If you're after a stable coin, a gold or silver uh, token backed by real physical hard assets, jump over to goldsilverstandard.com and you can read more about that. Enjoy your day and we'll catch you tomorrow for more news.